What's going on, everybody? It's episode three of the Real Bodybuilding Podcast, and I am Fuad Abiad. So some of you are watching the YouTube video, so you see that I'm wearing a cast here. I tore my tricep last week in two different places, and I had surgery the day after. So I am on the mend. Listen, these things aren't always good. Uh, Bodybuilding is not always sunshine and fucking rainbows. There are some shit that comes along with it, but it uh it's part of the game and you know what it's just another challenge as we get older i don't even want to say it's age because i tore things when i was younger too um when you're pushing your body to the limit when you're pushing your body past its barrier past its boundaries things are going to happen and that's where we're at now i'm constantly pushing the envelope i'm constantly pushing my body past where it wants to go Uh, That's the only way I like to train. Some people say to me, why don't you pull back? Why don't you take it easy? I don't want to. And some of you may think that's stupid, but bodybuilding has to be fun for me to want to do it. And it's only fun when I'm pushing the limits. And um, I'm willing to take the good with the bad. And this is the bad. And the good is the way I feel in the gym every day. You know, people ask me, like, why are you motivated to go to the gym every day? Well, it feels great, and I have a lot of fun doing it. If I have to change the way I train to dumb it down and make it easy, then it's not going to be fun anymore, and I'm going to lose that motivation. So I just want to go over that really quickly, but let's get into today's topic, which is anxiety, something I'm very familiar with, something I think that is pretty prevalent in bodybuilding that not a lot of bodybuilders talk about. Uh, It's not a manly thing to talk about. It's not cool to talk about it. It's not cool to talk about your insecurities or your esteem and how you feel about yourself. And it's not cool to be weak. And anxiety is looked at like a weakness. Even though it's not a weakness, it's looked at like a weakness. And the people who feel it feel weak. At least I did. Uh, When you're feeling it, you're not sure why it's happening. And... Some of you don't even know what anxiety is. You just know you don't feel good at certain times. And so we're going to try and break everything down. Now, what is anxiety? Let's go over that real quick. Anxiety manifests itself in many, many different ways. And I'm not going to speak to all of them because I don't know all of them. Uh, And I'm not a doctor. I'm not a clinical psychologist. I'm not any of that. I'm not a therapist. I am only a bodybuilder that had my own issues with anxiety. So we'll start with the issues of anxiety that I have seen in myself. Now, some people manifest themselves in um, health. So I know people that have, that will get heart attack symptoms, that will feel like they're dying, their heart is racing, they need to get out of the room that they're in and get some fresh air. Uh, Some of those people take uh, things like lorazepam or Zimbalta or Zoloft or anything just to keep them on a more calm level basis. To me, that's a little more serious because if you feel like you're having a heart attack, if you feel like you're dying, that's very, that's a very scary feeling to have. I never, I never um, encountered any of that. My anxiety was more of a social anxiety, and some of people may just call it nervousness. Well, how do you know it's anxiety? Weren't you just nervous? I feel like nervous, nervousness is easier to deal with. The thing about anxiety is this. This is what will happen. Let's say I get to a room that I'm uncomfortable being in. Uh, 
And the reason I say social anxiety is because my anxiety was social in a sense that it was mostly around people I didn't know or in situations I wasn't completely comfortable in. So let's say I'm, I'll give you an example. 23 years old, I'm working for my brother. I'm selling gloves, like work gloves, to the big three. So I'm going into meetings at Ford, Chrysler, GM, trying to sell these people work gloves and get big accounts for the company I work for as a salesperson. Now, I also weigh 285 pounds at this time, and it's not a nice 285 pounds because I just started bodybuilding, and I thought being fat was a good thing. So I was eating everything in sight, and I was a big, sloppy 285-pound guy wearing a golf shirt and a pair of dress pants walking into a meeting trying to have serious discussions with executives. This is not a comfortable feeling because for me, appearance means a lot. So if I'm walking into a meeting and I'm, I'm sweaty and I'm in a golf shirt and my clothes are too tight and it doesn't look the part of a salesperson when you're sitting across from an executive that's wearing a suit that he's completely comfortable in. Now, that could be my own insecurity or it could be the way society looks at it as well. But regardless, it was my insecurity and it manifests itself that way. So I would sit in these meetings and this is where the anxiety would kick in. The thoughts I'm telling you about right now, about my appearance or my sweating or whatever, uh, these things would not go away. So in my mind, the way I look at it is if you're nervous, nervousness is easy to wipe away. Oh, I'm a little bit nervous. It's okay. Once I sit sit down, I'll settle in and I'll be fine. Anxiety is nervousness times a thousand. So you may be nervous when you sit down and anxiety will start to kick in and you'll start to have these thoughts about what you're doing, why you're sitting there, or do people think I'm weird? Do people think I'm too big? Should I be doing this job? Maybe this job isn't for me. These thoughts will continue and continue and continue. And no matter what someone says to you, what the conversation is, you are stuck in your head thinking about all these stupid things that are really irrelevant, but they're so relevant to you in that moment. And the only thing that helps is exiting the room. So I became very, very good at knowing where the, where the exits were, wherever I went. I would sit next to a doorway. I would, if I was in class, like when I went to university, I would sit closer to the door. So if I had to leave the room, I'd just get up and leave the room. The professor wouldn't say anything to me. Um, I became good at making excuses for leaving a room. I got to go to the bathroom. I got to do this. I got to do that. Oh, I left my keys in my car. Oh, I, or I left my wallet in my car. Whatever the excuse I would come up with to exit a room, because with anxiety, it's like you have to break that cycle. So if that cycle of thought pattern is in your head and it won't leave, for me, once I left the room I was sitting in or or got away from the people I was sitting around, it felt like I could breathe again. And it would, the cycle would stop that, that panic, that anxiety in my mind, that negative self-speak would go away. So I would have to exit the room. I'd exit the room. I'd come back. I'd sit down. Sometimes it would come back. Sometimes just leaving the room and coming back would make it go away for good. But it was a constant battle. Where does it come from? Now, part of it is maybe part of the reason I felt the way I felt is uh, 
I thought maybe I was more important than I really was. Do these people really care that I'm 280 pounds? Maybe they care for a couple minutes, but maybe then they want to just hear what I have to say. Like I'm there to sell a product. I'm there to tell them about a product and I'm fixated on how I look and how I feel and blah, 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 and how my clothes look. Maybe these guys don't give a shit. So I feel like my anxiety was partially self-inflicted because of these things I was thinking about that maybe people cared about for a minute, but that's it. Nobody, nobody's dwelling on these things except for me. So listen, I got really, really good at exiting situations and my anxiety, I believe is what led me to become such a good bodybuilder or I don't want to say such a good bodybuilder, but it led me to become a pro and have the career I've had. So the reason I say that is this. I had anxiety at work, but I also had anxiety at school. I never really felt like I fit in anywhere comfortably, except for when I went to the gym. So I remember leaving university and going to the gym, and it was almost like breathing a sigh of relief. So I would get to the gym and I would start training and it would feel great. And I would go from this anxiety stricken person that was at school that didn't feel good to this completely relaxed person that felt amazing. So it was almost like bodybuilding was my drug or the common phrase bodybuilding was my therapy. Well, I didn't, I wanted that drug all the time. I didn't want to feel shitty anymore. I didn't want to feel anxiety anymore, which was one of the worst things I could do, and I'll tell you guys in a minute why, but I didn't want to feel shit anymore, so I kept leaving school. I'm going to go bodybuild. I'm going to go lift weights. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go to the bar where I used to work at and hang out with the other bouncers and, and the weight staff and whoever else that also made me feel normal. Whatever I could do to get away from the situation that made me feel shitty is what I was going to do. So it led me down a road. Eventually, after two years of university, I left school and started bodybuilding, and that was my thing. Now, did I make it my thing because I loved bodybuilding, or did I make it my thing because I didn't feel like I fit in anywhere else? It's kind of like the chicken and the egg. Nobody knows. All I can tell you is I love bodybuilding. I can't tell you, I can't tell you if it was a product of me having bad anxiety when I was younger and it forced me into this life that I figured out is good for me. So that's a different topic for a different podcast. But I guess what I'm trying to say is it led me to be in the gym all the time and want to be in the, in the gym all the time. It led me to live in my own mind because when you're in the gym, you're kind of by yourself. Even if you're training with a training partner, you're training by yourself. So I became very introverted. Now, if you know anything about anxiety, the worst thing you can do for anxiety is to feed it. And what I mean by feed it is if you have anxiety and your brain is telling you to do something to escape it, you can't always give in to that feeling. So the, what I'm trying to say is this. In my instance, I'll use myself as an example. If my wife wanted to go to a fine dining dinner, which I don't like getting dressed up and going to fine dining dinners because it's not really my thing, but if she did, 
I would immediately feel anxiety. And this is when I was younger. Now I'm, I'm past a lot of this now. I'm 40 years old. I've matured. I've grown up a bit. And with age has come a lot of uh, self-reflection. But in my younger years, we're talking about now. So this was an issue. Going to dinner was an issue. And I would start to create excuses to not go. Now, every single time you create an excuse to not do something that you should be doing, your anxiety gets bigger. Just imagine it like a animal, a monster, a, a, a monster inside of you. If, if, if your wife says, if my wife would say, I want to go to dinner, and I'd be like, oh, I can't, I got to do this thing. In my mind, I really know I don't have to do that thing, and I could go to dinner. It's feeding the anxiety. That means, check, check it out this way. It's like one point for anxiety. So it's anxiety one, fuad zero. The next time, hey, fuad, I have this wedding I want to go to. Oh, I don't, I can't, I got, I got a diet for the show. Anxiety two, fuad zero. Hey, uh, it's time to go to the bank. There's a huge lineup at the bank. I don't want to stand in a lineup at the bank. I don't like standing in lineups at the bank. It makes me feel uncomfortable. I'm not going to go to the bank today. I'm going to go tomorrow when it's dead. Check three for anxiety, zero for FUAD. And every single time you skip out on something that you've justified, that's not really something you should have skipped, but you justified it to yourself. Every time you do that, your anxiety gets worse. Now imagine if you do that over one year, two years, three years, four years, now you feel like you have a disorder. Your little anxiety, your small little nervousness that was nothing when it started has now become like agoraphobia. And for those of you who don't know, agoraphobia is fear of people. You don't want to go anywhere. Can't go to the grocery store, can't go to the barber, can't go to the fucking bank, can't go, to, can't go fucking anywhere. I just want to go to the gym because I'm by myself and it feels good. That's agoraphobia. And if you hang on, if you, if you let anxiety rule you for long enough, that's where you will end up. So if anybody's suffering with anxiety, I'm going to give you a couple hard rules that helped me that may help you as well. Because, you know, this is a long topic. We go on forever. I don't want this to be a super long podcast. It's already, you know, already 15 minutes in. Um, for those of you who have anxiety, there's nothing wrong with being an introvert. There's nothing wrong with being nervous. There's nothing wrong with wanting to feel comfortable. So the first thing is you have to always tell yourself, there's nothing really wrong with you. There's nothing really wrong with wanting to be alone. But at what cost? If you're avoiding things, then you have to challenge yourself. You, gotta, you have to be aware of, of self-speak because it does matter. So if you tell yourself every day that there's something wrong with you, you're going to feel like there's something wrong with you. So one of the main things that you have to do is not tell yourself there's something wrong with you. Okay? But you do have to tell yourself that you have to challenge yourself. So okay, I don't want to go to this dinner. I'll give you an example. Okay, again, we'll go, we'll go personal. We'll go personal so you guys can hear from my point of view. My wife wants to go to dinner. Man, I don't want to go to fucking dinner. That means I got to put a suit on. I look like a fucking idiot in a suit. I'm uncomfortable in a suit. It makes me hot. 
It's going to be shitty. I'm going to feel really uncomfortable. I don't want to go. People are going to stare at me. But then the other side of my mind kicks in and goes, that's all bullshit. Your wife wants to go to dinner with you. It's a normal thing. Your anxiety is telling you you don't want to go because you don't want to be uncomfortable. But sometimes, just like in bodybuilding, being uncomfortable makes you grow as a person. So you put on the suit and you force yourself to go, even if you're uncomfortable. Okay? Now, that doesn't mean that you can't express your discomfort. Sometimes I'll go with my wife and we'll be sitting there and I'm like, I feel kind of uncomfortable. You know what? You want to step outside with me for a minute? We will actually step outside. We will actually take a break and step outside sometimes just to get some fresh air and then come back. So, but I still feel better at the end of the day because I challenged myself and did not give in. So now it's point for FUAD, not point for anxiety. Do you understand? It's a point system. You don't want to let the scoreboard get racked up against you because now you're playing catch up. Challenge your anxiety. If you lose, this is another, another hard and fast rule. If you lose, do not beat yourself up about it. So, example, I go to dinner. I'm, at, I'm there for 10 minutes. I'm like, this feels really shitty. I can't get my anxiety to calm down. Do you mind if we get this shit to go? I got to get out of here. I'm just not comfortable here. I, this, there's something about this restaurant that makes me feel uncomfortable. Okay, and my wife's a very good-hearted person, and she's very understanding, and she'll be like, yeah, fuck it. Let's get it to go. She doesn't say fuck it. She's a nicer person than I am, but whatever. She says, yeah, let's get it to go. So we bail. Now, that's point for anxiety, but not really. It's like a draw, okay? So you don't want to feel like you lost. You want to feel like you tried. That's the better way to feel because the way you feel matters the next time. If you feel like you tried, you didn't lose. You didn't win. You still had to leave halfway through, so it's not a victory, but it's not a loss because you didn't sit your ass at home and give up before trying. So trying matters. Trying is going to lead you to a draw, and a draw is better than a loss in any sport. Okay? So just think of it that way. So, look, I don't want to play doctor. I'm just trying to give you guys, I know a lot of people suffer with anxiety. I know a lot of people suffer with negative self-speak and doubt and, and a lot of people turn to the gym as a sanctuary because they don't feel comfortable in normal situations. So I just want to make this podcast to give you guys an idea that, or let you guys know that it doesn't matter what level you're at. It doesn't matter if you're 20 or you're 40. It doesn't matter if you're just starting in bodybuilding or if you have been a bodybuilder for 20 years. It doesn't matter if you are rich or poor. It doesn't matter if you're white or black. It doesn't matter. This, this thing affects everybody. And I've talked to numerous bodybuilders about anxiety. And I really think it's prevalent in bodybuilding because when you're bodybuilding, it will allow you to be in your own mind and by yourself, but still be happy. So you're, you're alone in the gym, but you're not. So you're kind of doing a social thing, but you're not. 
it, it, it's, it's kind of like a loophole. We found a, I found a loophole, right? So it's important not to feel bad about your situation, but it's also important to not just give in and accept your situation. So there's, there's an in-between there. You, you can't just sit and say, well, this is my life and this is what it is and I'm just going to be scared of everybody. But you also can't beat yourself up every time you try to do something and it doesn't work. Because there's going to be a lot of times, if you have anxiety, there's going to be a lot of times you go to places and you try and force yourself to go to places and you feel like, shit, I wish I was just in my gym clothes at the gym. That's the only place I feel comfortable. So, anyway, guys, I just wanted to touch on that a little bit. I hope the podcast helped you 